Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a podcast brought to you by the Triad Network. This podcast is designed to share trending topics occurring within the world and our communities and bring them a behavioral and mental health perspective. Welcome to Behavioral Health Today. I'm your host, Dr. Graham Taylor. I'm so glad to have you with us today. We've talked before about the powerful, invisible, and unconscious energy forces that are constantly at work in our lives and that are intimately involved in shaping who we are. Included in these forces that shape us are our emotions. They impact our lives, organize our sense of self, and structure all of our interactions with one another. But for one reason or another, these emotions, with their specific vibrational energies, often get trapped or stuck. And when lodged in the body, these little balls of energy can interfere with our body's designed ability to function normally. But think about this. What if we could tap into our body's inherently designed capacity and desire to heal? What if there's a way to unlock the restorative power of our conscious minds, releasing our emotional baggage, this trapped emotional energy that causes dysfunction within our body? Well, that's the very focus of our time together today. In fact, we're going to take a deep dive into the practical experiential techniques, strategies, and constructs of a healing process that can help you unlock stuck emotions and achieve your inherent potential. And we're going to be doing that today with a return guest. Let me introduce him to you. His name is Dr. Brad Nelson, one of the world's foremost experts on bioenergetic medicine and energy psychology, helping folks overcome physical and emotional discomfort by releasing their emotional baggage by providing a step-by-step methodology for working with their body's emotional healing power. Brad, I want to welcome you to our show. It's so nice to have you back. Well, it's really, really great to be back, Graham. Thank you for having me back. That's wonderful. Hey, you know, I want our listeners in today's show to have an experiential sense of what you do with the folks that come to see those that you train. I know right now you're doing, the majority of things you're doing are training folks in this whole code and this whole approach to healing that is really quite wonderful. And I want, if we could, to have you walk me through what a practitioner would be doing with me if I were to go to see them, one that you've trained, from the assessment phase through the treatment phase, and your specific techniques and strategies. But before we do this, if we could, let's re-anchor our listeners, if we could, Brad, with you giving us kind of a, a foundational kind of brief overview, understanding of emotions as energy. Energy as frequencies, actually, and how emotional energy can get trapped. Absolutely. Well, if you think about um, Albert Einstein for just a moment and you reflect on uh, how smart he was, he said many, many, many years ago, the medicine of the future will be the medicine of frequencies. He understood what our bodies really are and that uh, that is energy. And so everything uh, like Nikola Tesla, another very smart guy, said, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So what I found during those years that I was in practice was a couple of really important things. One thing is that because I had been a computer programmer before I became a doctor, it it enabled me to understand that the subconscious mind, that part of our mind that is really running the body and keeping the air moving in and out of our lungs and creating millions of new cells every minute and so on, that part of us is a computer It's a binary computer. It can be queried. We can ask questions of it and we can get answers from it. And those answers will manifest uh, typically 
the simplest way to get that information is through some form of muscle testing, because when the subconscious mind is giving back a yes answer to a query, the body will be normally strong. If the body's giving back, or if the subconscious mind is giving back a, a no answer, the body will be a little bit weaker. And so we can pick up those answers through muscle testing and, and get yeses and nos out of this incredibly powerful, really incomprehensibly powerful computer that exists within us. So as far as emotions go, here's what happens to us. We feel emotions all the time, right? And I mean, if, if you were to try to imagine for a moment living in a world with no emotions at all, there wouldn't be any highs or any lows. It would just be kind of a flat, barren, kind of a gray existence not worth living because we're emotional beings and animals are too, actually, which we now know. Well, what happens to us is that we go through this little process. When we experience an emotion, there's some kind of a stimulus that occurs. Maybe we see something or think something or hear something. Uh, maybe we read something, uh, whatever it is. A certain emotion starts to come up for us. And uh, that's a particular frequency of vibration. And normally what happens is an emotion comes up for us, and we do this multiple times every day, and we just simply acknowledge that emotional feeling, and then we allow it to dissipate its energy and go away. But sometimes we interrupt that normal process. Sometimes an emotion is coming up for us, and sometimes we decide, no, I'm, that's a bad emotion. I'm not going to go there. And so rather than allowing that emotion to be expressed and then dissipate its energy, we stop the process and we bury that emotion. We stuff that emotion. So now that energy is essentially trapped in the body. Another thing that we do when this emotional cycle is trying to express is that we decide gee, you know, not only am I going to feel resentment or anger or whatever it is, but I'm going to enhance that yeah. and I'm going to amplify that. And I'm going to get really upset. That also interrupts that normal process, uh, that rise and fall of that emotional energy. So now it becomes too much. And that also results in this energy that now is kind of in suspended animation in the body. So a trapped emotion is a little ball of energy from about the size of a baseball, about the size of a maybe a softball. And these can lodge anywhere in the body. And so when I was in practice, what I found was that all of my patients had this phenomenon going on. And when I would identify these by talking to this internal computer of theirs, and when I released these energies, all kinds of things improved. I saw pain go away instantly. In fact, we now know that about 90% of the pain that people have is actually due to emotional baggage. So that's trapped emotions. That was the beginning for me, really. And as time went on, just to kind of tie the whole thing together, you mentioned the the Emotion Code, which is the first book that I wrote, came out in 2007. And then in 2019, we had the Body Code book that came out. And now we have a new level of certification that we call the Belief Code. Just to kind of make this make sense for everybody, during those years that I was in practice, because I was a computer programmer and because I had figured out how to communicate with the subconscious minds of my patients, their computers, I always had a computer there with me in my office as I was working with people year after year. And as I would communicate with their subconscious minds, trying to figure out why they were sick or why they were having all these different symptoms, what I found was that as I was finding new imbalances, I called them, or the underlying things that were blocking them from being totally well, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, I would categorize those. 
So eventually I came up with uh, thousands of different kinds of imbalances that people suffer from. And I was able to categorize all of them into six categories. So that's really what we now call the body code, which is an app that we call the body code system. It's a, of course, it's a book by that name. And it and with that, what you're able to do is you're able to use the subconscious mind to find out where the imbalances are that are going on in your own body that are contributing to your depression and anxiety and sicknesses. And, you know, it's it's basically a way to find the, the things that are in the way of your body's ability to heal. The way that I look at the body is that the human body has this very, very powerful innate desire to be totally healthy in all ways, physically, mentally, emotionally. But there are things that get in the way, blocks that get in the way, uh, things like pathogens and misalignments and toxins and emotional baggage and traumas and all kinds of things. And the body code is a way to simply identify those. Think of it this way. We've had this, this incomprehensibly powerful computer within each one of us all along. Finally, now in the 21st century, we have an interface so that we can communicate with that internal system and ask questions and find out what's going on. Is your liver balanced? Is it happy? Is your heart happy? What about your colon? I mean, we can find out about the imbalances and clear those imbalances and correct those. So there's nothing in the body's way of actually being healthy because the body heals itself. So the belief code, just to wrap this up, is a new level of certification for us. It's our third level of certification for our practitioners. And what it is, is it's a way to identify, again, using this subconscious mind, this internal computer, to identify negative belief systems that we have. Mm -hmm. And a negative belief system will may consist of the roots, which we would call a faulty core belief, uh, and then uh, maybe a trunk. It's kind of like a tree. Uh, the trunk might be limiting beliefs, and then the branches and leaves might be what we call negative uh, programs. You're able to identify all of those. And so this system has thousands of negative statements in it, and the subconscious mind will guide you to whatever those statements are, and then you can release those. We're having um, phenomenal success with that as well. And I think we talked about that a tiny bit maybe on the yeah, last show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would encourage, as you just remind us of that piece, I would encourage our listeners to go back and listen to that episode. It was a really dynamic show together around dis describing the very things you're giving us a nice overview of right now. Energy can be thought of as frequencies and emotional energy can be trapped. And the subconscious mind holds this trauma and our brain knows what the body needs to heal. Our bodies have a self-actualizing process, potential to heal but if those things get trapped unconsciously, then it's a good question you're raising. You know, sometimes when we go through emotions, we take them and we almost accelerate them. They become, you know, overt and we, we kind of turn up the volume. There are right. other emotions that we kind of internalize. And that process oftentimes, I think, is more kind of an unconscious process that these emotions are held there. But we, you know, the body protects us. We've got a great defense mechanism. It, it protects us from un, in, intolerable things. Speaking right. of that, what are some of the causes have you found, some of the major causes? Uh, you mentioned a couple, but just say them again. Some of the causes for trapped mm -hmm. emotional energy. Well, basically, it boils down to those two situations where, well, really, we'll say three. One of those is where an emotion comes up and you decide to bury it. Maybe, for example, a person's father was a rageaholic. 
And so they learn at an early age that that emotion of anger is a really bad emotion. They shouldn't ever go there. So later in life, somebody does them wrong and that emotion starts to come up as a natural consequence, but they decide they're not going to go there because that's a bad emotion. So they, they don't allow it to be expressed. And so then when they stuff that emotion, that energy's trapped in the body. You know, sometimes things happen to us that are so emotionally shocking and overwhelming, we, we don't really have much control. And so, you know, your mother dies or some terrible thing happens to someone or to you, and the emotional energy is just naturally very powerful. That energy can become trapped in the body as well, just because it's so overpowering. But then the other time that we develop trapped emotions is when we make a, a conscious choice to really amplify that energy and we become really upset. So those, those are typically the ways that we create these. The beautiful thing, though, is with the emotion code, we can find those. The emotion code is part of the body code, by the way. And what's interesting about the belief code is that when we, the way that we do it is we actually will identify a whole negative belief system that a person has about whatever it might be. Maybe it's about money or relationships or love or who knows or health. And once we identify that relation, that, that whole entire tree, which consists of multiple negative statements, mm -hmm. once we identify those, then we go to the belief code and we find the um, trapped emotions or traumas or whatever it might be in the belief code that are actually giving power to this whole belief system. We'll release those and then we'll come back and we'll release those other energies and then, then we'll uh, ask if we might need to put in something positive. There are 3,000 beliefs in the belief system. And so uh, the subconscious mind will guide you to whatever belief that, you, that, the, that it needs. And so that's basically how that works. So with the belief code now, we really have a complete system of healing. And they all really tie together. We'll be right back after word from our sponsor. Continuing education is both a requirement and a learning opportunity but finding the right CE provider can be challenging. AATBS, a triad company, offers continuing education for psychologists, social workers, marriage and family therapists, counselors, and behavior analysts. CE courses are available both individually and as part of our new All Access Pass. All Access Pass provides a library of over 250 unique courses. That's more than 800 hours of CEs, with new courses being added every month. As a special offer, Behavioral Health Today listeners can save 15% on CE purchases. Visit us at aatbs.com bht and enter promo code bht15 during checkout. That's aatbs.com bht. Check out our library and check off your CE requirements today. Really good. I appreciate that. Really nice overview and how it just kind of flows into each other. I want to transition off of that. So the three levels of the emotional healing process, there are three specific codes, the emotion code, and that's breaking free from emotional baggage. There's the body code where you're talking about unlocking your inner knowledge and the belief code where you're releasing these negative belief systems that can kind of get trapped and, and, and hold us in this state of unwellness, of dis-ease. And prevent us from really reaching our potential and also causing other illnesses. So with this good foundation, let's, let's transition just a wee bit. I want to kind of illustrate here, kind of walk our, our, our listeners through. Right. If I'm a patient going to see mm -hmm. one of your practitioners that you've trained, mm -hmm. the many, many that you've trained, 
I know you have this method that you've taught them that they're going to help me find and correct the root cause of these trapped emotions and these imbalances in minutes with the simplest, easiest energy healing methods. So I'm scheduling my first appointment with them. Walk me through what I'm going to be experiencing in our work together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, first of all, our practitioners around the world, I would say that they, they, their practices and their methodologies may differ a little bit depending on, you know, what prior training they've had or what they're integrating in with uh, this work that we do. But um, typically what would happen is you make an appointment with someone that may be for a, you know, a live actual office visit with somebody. And we, you know, we've certified over 12,000 emotion code practitioners in over 80 countries around the world. And so, you know, it varies, but typically what might happen is you, and, and I'll tell you how I used to do it when I was actually taking patients when I was in practice. What I would do, especially if someone had any kind of a serious health concern going on or serious symptoms, one of the things that I would do is I would use muscle testing to check the balance, to see how well the organs and the glands in the body were working. And, and, and this is different from Western medicine. Instead of doing lab tests, what we would do is I would check to see if the organs and the glands in the body were actually happy or content. And that might sound really strange, but if you think about this, in ancient uh, Chinese medicine, that they looked at the body and they looked at the organs and the glands in the body as different uh, officials in this kingdom of the body. Yeah. And there were all these interrelationships. You know, this organ was subservient to this gland and vice versa and so on. And I think what it comes down to is what I believe is that everything has intelligence. Plants uh, are intelligent. The organs and the glands in the body are intelligent. And what I found in my practice was that I could ask organs and glands if they were content or happy. If they weren't, then that would lead me to find the underlying causes of why those organs or glands weren't happy. And the same thing applies to the chakras and the meridians of the body. We can find those imbalances. And so what, what I would do is I would check all the organs, all the glands, all the meridians, the chakras, and that would give me a pretty good idea of what kind of a state this person's body is in. And then, because the subconscious mind knows and can prioritize, just like a search engine, which essentially is what it is, and this is what we teach our practitioners, we would ask your subconscious mind where we, would, where we need to go first. And so it may be that if you're, uh, for example, trained in belief code, it may be that that's the first thing that you might need. So in that case, we would try to figure out, try to identify a negative belief system that maybe has to do with your health and then clear that out. Maybe you believe that you, you need to be sick because maybe you believe you need to be punished because maybe something happened when you were younger or whatever it is. So it would depend on, it would depend on what was going on with the person. Now, sometimes if a person is dealing with something else, maybe someone comes to see me because they're having a hard time with relationships. And again, I don't see patients anymore, but you know, in speaking as if I were one of our practitioners, mm -hmm. uh, if someone comes to see me and they're having a hard time, they're maybe they're 40 years old and they've never had a long-term relationship and they're still alone and they don't know why, and they're beginning to suspect maybe something's wrong with them, we might find out that they've got a, a heart wall. And so they put up a wall around their heart that's blocking them from love. And so then we would work to remove that emotional baggage surrounding their heart. Maybe a person is dealing with depression or anxiety, and typically the heart wall would be the number one place where we would find those kinds of issues as well. As you're finding those, Brad, and you talk about they're, they're, they're found and they're, 
kind of discovered in a very mm -hmm. important way. What does muscle testing look like? Well, you know, it depends. If you're working with someone at a distance, then uh, a proxy connection would be made. The subconscious mind has this ability built right within it to set aside its own needs to act on behalf of someone else. So typically what that would look like, if I were working with you, for example, Graham, uh, I might be doing muscle testing that might look like this, where I make a connection with you energetically, and those energies become entangled, which we know about from quantum physics. And then I would be asking questions, and the responses from your subconscious mind would come to my subconscious mind, and those answers would manifest on my own body as strong for yes and weak for no. And what and so you're doing is, right now for our listeners is you're putting your pointer finger and your thumb together and you're putting them into yeah, overlapping making, rings. Uh -huh. Yeah, you're overlapping them, rings. Yes. Tugging on those rings. And that's one method of testing where we teach a whole bunch of them. But that's one way that we can get answers even at a distance. Yeah. And so then if I'm working on you at a distance and I find an imbalance, I can release that by just passing a magnet or, or my hand from my forehead over the top of my head to the back of my neck a few times right. to release that energy. And it works just as well at a distance as it does live and in person. So welcome to the 21st century. But this is all quantum physics. It's the practical application really of quantum physics. And like Einstein said, the future of medicine is going to be the medicine of frequencies. And now we're beginning to understand what that looks like. And it's not like anything we've ever seen before. Right. Very different. So, so that would be you being able to see somebody around the world, somebody you know, virtually like we're doing right now, even in this interview. Mm -hmm. If I'm in your office, what's the muscle testing look like there? Well, I might have you hold out one arm in front of you parallel to the floor, and I might press down on your outstretched arm as I'm asking questions of your subconscious mind. And your arm would say strong for yes, and it might weaken for no. So we would be asking questions. And the beautiful thing about this work is that it's as simple and as efficient as we can possibly make it because we're we're asking questions of a binary computer, which can only answer yes or no. Yeah. So, the, well, there is a simple elegance to this, and and I like simple. A simple allows Me us too. to diagnose something, <laughs> to get in there, to detect it, and then to intervene. So let's talk about the intervention piece. So you're saying, let's say there's something about a heart wall that's up, maybe because there's trauma in the past, disappointment, there's some depression and anxiety, loss, rejection, mm -hmm. all those things. And there's a heart wall there, understandably, to be protective. But we always know that walls, while they protect, also keep good and healthy people from coming in and corrective experiences to be had. So I'm living only in my fear of rather than an opportunity to let something new and corrective be allowed in and for myself to grow. Walls also inhibit growth. So yeah. it's kind of a double-edged sword, if you will. So given that, mm -hmm. we want that wall to come down. And what do we do then? Well, if a person has a heart wall, then basically the process is, is almost entirely the same as releasing a regular trapped emotion for someone. And so... The way that that works is we have the emotion code chart, which has 60 emotions in it. It's divided up into two columns and six rows. And if, if you're there with me live and in person, I might test directly on your body and have you hold your arm out parallel to the floor. And then I might ask, okay, can we release an emotion from your heart wall now? And maybe we get a yes answer, strong. Uh, okay, is it in column A? Maybe that's weak. So it's in column B. Is it in one of the odd rows? There are six rows. Uh, maybe that's a yes. Okay, is it in uh, row one? No, row three? Maybe it's in row three. Okay, well, is it pride or shame or shock? And then we get a strong one. And then we can ask, well, do we need to know more about this? And we might need to figure out when it happened. Usually that's about it. So we find out maybe it's grief and it turns out it was from age 18, you had a breakup or who knows. 
And then we release that emotion by just swiping a few times. And so usually we can clear a person's heart wall in anywhere from one to three sessions, a session being the release of anywhere from maybe eight to 10 or so trapped emotions. Really good. Describe for us uh, and those just kind of listening in and maybe those that would come to, you know, to see one of your practitioners, mm -hmm. this swiping process, I'd like them to get a sense of what that is and what's happening right. in that process. Well, every single person has a meridian system in their body. And the meridians can be thought of as being like little rivers of energy that flow just under the skin. Well, there's there's one particular meridian that we're interested in, and that's the governing meridian. And that meridian begins at the tailbone, and it flows straight up the back, up the back of the neck, over the top of the head, right in the middle, and right down the middle of the nose to the inside of the upper lip. That meridian happens to be connected to all the other meridians and uh, is an energy vessel, an energy reservoir. And what we have found is that when we put magnetic energy into that meridian with intention by just swiping a few times from the forehead over the top of the head to the back of the neck or down the back, we can use any length of that meridian to put our intention energy into uh, the whole entire body. And that energy goes into that meridian and then into all the meridians. And the effect is uh, that we can release a trapped emotion that has been made ready to be released by asking those questions and satisfying the subconscious mind's uh, need to uh, have whatever necessary brought to conscious awareness about that uh, particular experience. So it's a really we, fast process. Well, it sounds like it gets to be, which is kind of a nice thing. It's not, you know, we're going to get, you know, some results in, you know, months and months and months or something almost immediate or maybe in a handful of mm -hmm. sessions. What do we know is happening, let's say, neurobiologically? Do we know anything about that piece as that magnetic energy is kind of being maybe dispersed or dispensed of in a way that has been blocking once upon a time, but now it's freeing? What's going on? Well, anecdotally, what we see, and we're hoping to do, we're hoping to do more research beginning this year on heart rate coherence and heart rate variability and, and some other things. But what we're seeing anecdotally is we're seeing all kinds of things shift and change and improve. When trapped emotions are released, pain oftentimes significantly reduces or completely disappears. We find that people who are dealing with depression and anxiety, phobias, panic attacks, PTSD, eating disorders, self-sabotage of all kinds, we see all of those things improve. In my own practice, during the last 10 years, most of the people that I saw had been told there was really no hope for them at all in Western medicine. So they would come to me as a last resort. And mm -hmm. as I mentioned, one of the things that I would do is I would test the balance of all the organs and glands and chakras and meridians. And it wouldn't be unusual with these patients to find every organ and every I gland out of balance. Yeah, I would and, imagine. And many chakras and most of the meridians. Sometimes with those people, Graham, what I would do is I would just work on their heart wall mm -hmm. and remove the heart wall. Then I would come back and recheck all those organs and glands and chakras and meridians. And I would find that 80% of all those things would now be happy and balanced again. So there's a- there's What a beautiful a, a, finding. Yeah, there's a huge connection between the heart and of course the whole rest of the body, more so than we really understand yet. So those are some of the things that we see that all of these kinds of symptoms improve, things get better. And we don't promote the body code or the emotion code or the belief code as a cure for any disease. These are just ways to find the blocks that are in a person's way of really healing uh, innately, naturally. Yeah. I want to talk just and, and build upon what you were just sharing. You're watching people report 
really significant changes in their lives. Go back over some of the things that people are saying, hey, you know, I walked in here today and I'm walking out over maybe a handful of sessions and here's how my life has changed and here's what it's looking like now. Oh my gosh, you know, every day we get new testimonials from people all over the world. We've got over 10,000, it could be 20,000 now, I don't even know, that was years ago, from people. And some of the things that they say are, you know, I feel I feel peace now for the first time in my life. People have told us for the first time they're able to actually feel love, to experience joy, as well as, you know, the dissipation of all kinds of physical and mental and emotional symptoms. People fall in love who never thought they would. I mean, it's it's really unbelievable. It's interesting what you're saying right there. It's kind of a cool, <laughs> kind of a, a cool piece of this. Sometimes it's, well, I feel good not to be in pain anymore. I feel like my depression's resolved or my PTSD or trauma aren't quite as, you know, problematic in my life. But you're talking about the other side of that coin. The other side of the coin is I get to take in life, relationships, other people, things that have always been out there, but have never been accessible to me because of these walls that I've had or this trauma yeah. that I've carried unknowingly has blocked my ability to be receptive of and to be able, really maybe for the first time to immerse myself in these things that life really has to offer me. So I'm not just, hey, my pain's gone. That's great. But yeah. now I get to come into life in a brand new way. Yeah. People report how their relationships change. Yeah, it's just, and it, it and it's always it's always in a really positive way. So um, I I keep telling people that this isn't about me. You know, it's it's really about the higher power. It's really about God. You know, how, whatever words you might want to use to refer to God, higher power, source, energy, creator. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. I think we're all talking about the same thing, and it's. This work is coming into the world at a time when the world is in transition, in transformation. And I think it's part of this expansion of consciousness that's happening in the world. I think that every day the world is expanding a little more in its consciousness and it's never going to go back ever to where it was. There's a whole nother world that is coming fast and it's going to be a totally different world than what we've ever uh, known before. And it's very exciting to me. Yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> You're doing some really great work. You know, I... We're kind of winding down on our show for today, but I love you as we begin to kind of close to leave our listeners with a word about the restorative power of our consciousness minds you're talking about today, but just give us kind of a closing word and the potential really that we all have once we're able to release this emotional baggage. Well, first of all, I think it's important to understand a couple of things. One thing is that your body, even though it seems really solid, is actually made of pure energy. And that might seem hard to understand, but that literally is the truth. And that's why Einstein said the medicine of the future is going to be the medicine of frequencies. Well, the beautiful thing is that we now know what this medicine of frequencies looks like. And it looks like this work that we're doing, the emotion code. And that's the first place to, where you can start to learn about this. The beauty of this is that you can do this. In fact, our company purpose is healing the world by empowering you, you, the individual, you can do this. You can help yourself. You can heal yourself in so many cases. There's always going to be a need for Western medicine, of course, but there's so much you can do to help yourselves, your loved ones, your family members. That's one of the other beautiful things that's happening around the world is that people are reporting that their families are being healed uh, by this work. So that's important to realize and remember, you're a being of energy and this kind of healing doesn't look like anything that we're used to. It just looks totally different. But once you start to explore it, you start to realize, wow, 
uh, yeah, this does work. You know, dad's back pain is gone or uh, surely he's finally able to get pregnant and have a baby. Right. Right. Uh, you know, that those are the kind of things that we're seeing. So really it's pretty good. fun. Really, yeah, it's got to be. And that's exciting for people. That's a, that's a message of hope for sure. Brad, you've now written two books. Your first is The Emotion Code and your newest, The Body Code, Unlocking the Body's Ability to Heal Itself. You've also developed a certification program for those in the healing professions to become certified energy healing practitioners. And you now have a Body Code app. Mm -hmm. I'd love for our listeners to be able to follow up with you today on how to learn more about you, Brad, and also have access to your books and learn more about the certification program as well as your app. So tell us how to do so, would you please? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Well, our, our main website is discoverhealing.com. And of course, the books are available, the Emotion Code, the Body Code, they're available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and Audible, of course, so you can listen to them. And on discoverhealing.com, you can find out a bit more about certification. We have three levels of certification. The Emotion Code is level one, Body Code is level two, and Belief Code is level three. And we have really a very complete healing system yeah. that's very fast, very effective. And once you start to find out about this, you realize, wow, this is this is actually really awesome and really amazing. And it has nothing to do with me. I'm just the person that the higher power chose to, to bring these healing arts into the world. But it's time to find out about this because every single person in this world has this innate ability to be able to heal yes. and help other people. And so what this work does is it gives that ability back to you in a very simple, easy way. I really appreciate that kind of closing message. The ability to heal is part of how our bodies are designed. We mm -hmm. are fearfully and wonderfully made. And Absolutely. our body wants to heal, and it's been designed to do just that. And you're giving us, if it's got the ability to do it, how do we unlock that that ability to heal in the way that it's been designed to do? So thank you for you know coming back on our show today. It's, uh, it, it was great to the first time around. Today's just adding a nice, nice capstone on our first time. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for your time with us today and all that you're doing around this. Well, thank you so much, Graham. It's really been great to be on your show. Thanks for having me back. Been nice to have you here. I also want to thank you, our listeners, for joining Brad and me today. It's always great to have you with us as well. Regarding our episode today, I want to remind you that it and its resources and all of our other shows can be found on our webpage at triadhq.com slash BHT. Thanks again for being with us on the show, and we'll look forward to having you back with us next time on Behavior Health Today. We appreciate all the support from our community. And if you like our show, one of the best ways you can support it is by giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. Behavioral Health Today is a podcast part of the Tribe Network, all rights reserved.